This is JFM Podcast. Good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful Wednesday evening. Uh, today is 2nd of August 2023. Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening. How's the day? How's it going? Good evening, Ponsak. It's been a nice day, but I think somehow, you know, it's mysterious how I just felt different. Mm-hmm. I More like say. getting tired and it was not as though I did anything so tasking. But I had a different feeling, honestly, and I had to deal with it. Well, I had to take some, so much water to feel the sort of stability that I needed to carry on for the rest of the day. I, I, perhaps you'd give me a clue or two on how best to deal with I'm, this, I'm not, like this. I'm not, I'm not a medical doctor, unfortunately. <laughs> but you've, you've had so much conversation with medical personnel. Yeah, well, um, it doesn't make me, for me, talking with a doctor doesn't make me one. I don't want to it's tell you right. something so it's that right. my friends can say, ah, look at him, he's advising, you know. <laughs> that's impossible. Since you have decided, yeah. you know, not to be this gracious. I think no, but the water, uh, no, right. drink, taking a lot of water is good. All I right. mean, that is one of the uh, first steps. And then you need rest, you know, if you rest. Uh, just like, I mean, it's a popular advice. They'll say, if symptom persists after two days, <laughs> consult your doctor. doctor. So that is, is a popular advice. I'm not telling you to do anything <laughs> extraordinary. I'm just telling you to do what the doctors, you know, will advise. Take plenty of water, rest. If it uh, persists, then you see a medical professional. Well, how was your day, Gilbert? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Overall, being productive and... Um, it's been a chatty day, and I think we climaxed it all together with you, you know, um, <laughs> before we eventually came into the studio. And I, like, I like how you say it's been a chatty day. <laughs> but that's in truth why it's been. So yeah. um, overall, we're here, and I think that's what really counts at the end of the day, when you're here and having to do, do what you, you know how to do best in order to impact society in your little corner. So that's that. Yeah. And aside that, I think Uncle C had some chat with Uncle C and a group of young plateau people. This state is blessed. This state is amazing. And I think that um, there is so much, you know, that the human capital development of this state can benefit from going yeah. forward. That's the GM of uh, Plateau Tourism yes, Corporation. Tourism Corporation Board. Mr. Yes. Trang Project. Yeah. I mean, he's the bastion of ideas. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, and we look forward to December. Uncle true. C. True. We look forward to what uh, you bring and uh, how it's thinking of bringing in income, you know, for the state. You know. That is a very laudable thing. Absolutely. And we just uh, uh, want the best. I mean, all government, all appointees of Governor Mudfang, because if they succeed, Plato succeeds. Succeeds, you yeah, know. True. Uh, unlike, you know, the last administration where uh, some of the commissioners will be running, you know, and some created more problems for Governor Lalong <laughs> instead of solving... For Governor Mutfang. You know, I'm saying okay, the last okay, administration. for the same governor. Okay. Yeah, they created yeah. more problems for Governor <laughs> Rather than Lalong solving than more solving. problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, uh, talking about Governor Lalong, uh, uh, there's anxiety mm-hmm. and palpitation, I would say, among the APC members in Planto State because Bajabia Miller has presented new set of ministerial uh, lists to the Senate just this afternoon mm-hmm. around 3, uh, a little after uh, 3 p.m. today. While the screening was going on, uh, the Senate has had to uh, stop and, you know, invite Baja in, and then he submitted it to the president of the Senate. The APC guys on the plateau are just hopeful that Governor Lalong makes. I've never seen, you know, a thing like that. I've never seen. And really is bringing, they are making the whole situation that play, like, like Tinubu should have pity on Governor Lalong. <laughs> you know, that is how I'm, I'm looking at it. You know, it's like, you know, pity this man now. As did Jihaba, he has tried for you. Uh, he has, look at Wiki. Wiki, who is not even an APC member. But Wiki got, nom- got nominated. He has been screened. He was first screened before yeah. all of this. Even you know. before the DG of uh, the DG that anchored the campaign. It shows you, I mean, it, that speaks just volumes. It, it speaks volumes. I mean, this is visible, you know, to the uh, blind and audible to the deaf. You know, I dare say. Wiki that is not even an APC member, but he got screened. <laughs> well, maybe because he delivered his state for uh, Tinibu. But Governor Lalong didn't deliver Plato for Tinibu. Uh, this uh, uh, Peter Obi came first in Plato, followed by Ashwaju and then, you know, Atiku. So perhaps if Governor Lalong had delivered, you know, Plato, maybe Governor Lalong would be the first. I, re- I recall in 2015, Amechi was one of the. I mean, it was not even an issue of doubt mm-hmm. that Amechi was going to make it. Yes, yes. He was going to make the list. There was no doubting that he was going to make the list. And But look at, and well, Governor Lalong is friends with uh, former Governor Rotimi Amechi, but well, <laughs> I don't know. But well, the APC guys on the plot, please uh, calm down. Uh, and he has a free advice to the party. You guys need to sit up. You guys need to come together and ask what happened at the last election. What happened that we lost? We had power. What happened? Was our candidate unpopular? Uh, what did we do wrong? You know, I think that there should be some reflection instead of you know the infighting. Uh, you know that the part. I mean, you have the come of Komsol Lumumba Dade, uh, Professor uh, Dame Nora Dadut, Emos Gizu, Chivemos Gizu, and you have the likes of uh, Dame Pauline Tallinn uh, versus the come of you know Governor Lalong and his uh, former appointees that are just known within Plato. You know, except for maybe I will say uh, two of them. Uh, that is Barrister Festus uh, Velo Fontel and uh, then Right Honorable uh, Yusuf Gagdi. Because I don't even see Maje, you know, in the delegation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see, you know, the former deputy speaker, you know, in all of the uh, permutation. But let's, let's just wait to see what's going to happen. I just hope that uh, the minister from Plateau State will not embarrass Plateau State. You see, the problem with the APC in Plateau State is that of arrogance on the one side and then you have uh, people who are thoughtful and somber on the other hand mm. uh, just about two days ago is it even up to two days i'm not sure Consul still came out to outline why the why the party you know was still in disarray up until the moment he granted the interview he did and you have people that have accepted that look something went wrong 
from the other party. And the other party that seemingly was, you know, at the forefront of championing disagreement within ranking members of the party has yet to admit that there is an issue. That tells you that, um, you know, self-introspection is very far from that camp. And that even within themselves, they aren't willing to see that they come to a truce. How do you expect now that sort of political party again to come forth and tell Plato people that, look, we lost on a very fair and square ground and that perhaps we did a few things wrong? The PDP at the national level before 2023 had come out to apologize to Nigerians, mm-hmm. even though certain people said it didn't hold water. But at least there was an effort to apologize to Nigerians. And this is what you'd expect for a group of politicians that understand the value of, you know, gaining prominence, even up to the national level like we have now with a former governor who is desperately wanting to feature, you know, in Ashwaju's cabinet. So until they agree, you know, to tell themselves, the home truth, or to drive the home truth to themselves, they just might never get to agree that there was ever an issue or there's ever... How would you alert that, you know, an opposition party rigged you out of power? How would you... I mean, who logically would agree with you or spare you a thought of sympathy that you were rigged out of with all the apparatus of government and the resources at your disposal, at least even legal resources? I think um, they should have they should have done better yeah. in terms of peddling that narrative. Well, uh, I think, uh, was it yesterday or uh, the day before, uh, the spokesperson uh, for the APC, uh, Honorable Sylvester, uh, Syl- uh, Sylvester Naman, Naman, uh, put out a statement uh, about, you know, the order the area court gave in, the order of court uh, mandating that police will be should be withdrawn. Uh, actually directing the CP to withdraw his men, you know, from LG Secretariat across the state. Honorable Sylvester Namang put out a statement, and let me read part of you know uh, the statement because I find it very. There's some contradiction, you know, in that statement, and let me bring it out right. here. It said, surprisingly, I'm reading part of you know paragraph from uh, the statement. Surprisingly, the area court George H H Dolnan, who our investigation has revealed is not a trained lawyer mm-hmm. by profession, and who is due to go on retirement soon, a trained lawyer. Not a trained lawyer, but due to go on retirement soon. Threw caution to the winds and recklessly granted all the relief sought and damn the consequences. Uh, well, uh, let me go down again uh, where he urged. Okay, the APC hereby calls for the immediate sanctioning of the area court judge. Honorable H.H. H. Dolnan for availing himself to give those cheap orders, knowing full well that he lacks the jurisdiction uh, to do so. Well, you say someone is not a trained lawyer, is not a judge, and you are saying that you are calling for the NJC, you know, to sanction him. You they know. gave an example with a certain judge on that day as well. I remember. Statement. I remember. <laughs> I remember that. Well, it's politics. So, well, let's play this insert. When we come back, uh, we have a guest, Comrade Steve Aluko. I can see him wearing uh, labor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In 2012, he was part of the people who brought this country to his knees. So, we're going to ask him what happened, what's going on. When the show returns, we'll start the conversation with Comrade Aluko. Stay here. Labor is exercising its constitutional right to protest. We just hope and hope seriously 
that um, authority, security uh, authorities also will we, uh, live up to their constitutional rights of protecting lives and properties. While organized businesses also will be allowed to exercise its constitutional right to, um, to carry out its business activities without, um, without fear or harassment. The structure of tripartism uh, and um, the, the social partners as it were, the labor has its, its organs of decision making and the employers also will have our organ and structure for decision making. Um, we believe um, strongly and, and very, very strongly on the principle and the efficacy of social dialogue. Um, no matter the situation, and from experience, what we have seen, social dialogue remains um, the most potent, um, most potent instrument that we can use to resolve all issues that they will probably have, especially now that um, we are in a very, very difficult situation. And from our perspective, not speaking from Libor's perspective now, you know, organized businesses have, 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 um, are facing quite a lot of challenge. You know, there is a local, um, a, a local adage that says, the chicken also sweats, you know, but the feathers on the chicken's body probably will not allow you to see that it's sweating and it's sweating profusely. And that's the situation of organized businesses now. And we feel that a break or a disruption of production process at this time will compound the situation of organized businesses. For us, it's more like double jeopardy. You're already suffering from the issue of a multiplicity of taxes that the government is trying to resolve. Also suffering from the, um, from the issue of high energy cost, uh, lack of forex or currently going on that we are facing. And all those issues have, have come together to further compound um, the challenges of organized businesses. Kudos to the president for his comments, for the comments he made about the palliatives um, for organized businesses. But we also want immediate implementation of those policies so that um, the benefit of, of those policies in the short, medium, and long term can start, can start trickling down and for businesses to come back to, um, to, 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 to where it's supposed to be. There are two, two issues, or the issues raised are multidimensional, and uh, they can't be handled in just one, um, one straight uh, trajectory like that. One, the, the concern about all of us, you know, not only labor, uh, generality of Nigerians, the purchasing power of every all household has been depleted by rising inflation. The standard of living has dropped significantly, which we, we acknowledge as organized businesses. At the, our level as organized business also, we've never had it so, so bad. In fact, organized businesses, it is worse. And uh, Labour had met government who are not private to the conversation that happened in the, um, in the, in the inner room between government and Labour. And what transpired within the context of that negotiation? The best we'll say is that it's, it's very important for government to demonstrate some level of sincerity. If you have engagement with social partners, it is very important, absolutely important that you demonstrate good faith in keeping to those promises. If you can't keep those promises, then there is no point making them. To that extent, we, we support labor because, yes, if you have an agreement, then um, responsibility is, is on you to make sure that you live up to that, to that agreement. And the second part of it is whether the issue of strike or demonstration will solve the issue. I will emphasize our position that we keep talking. We cannot, even when you disagree, you disagree to agree. Even when two parties go to court, going to court is another form of dialogue. You've just changed the dynamics of that dialogue. But we feel the situation that we have currently as organized businesses. Because mind you, organized businesses we still have to pay salaries, organized businesses we still have to pay interest on the loans that most of those businesses have collected to transact their business. So a disruption will not serve our long-term purpose. We believe strongly that continuous engagement that we preach and that we'll continue to preach 
can also achieve much more. Yeah, well, glad you're still here. That was from the DJ of NECA, uh talking about the uh, protest today by organized labor. In case you just tune in, the program is Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM here in Jaws, the only station that gives you all the information you need to make a decision. Gilbert Joseph is here. Yeah, Pansaka as well is here. And we have Comrade Steve Aluko. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming. Good evening and happy survivor, happy new <laughs> Nigeria. You know, we thank God that we have God that doesn't take subsidy away from, yeah, from bread, from blood. And yeah, yeah. Just imagine if Nigerian government were to be God, all of us would have gone to the grave. Yeah, just like Africa, if man, if if man are God, mm-hmm. uh, if man God, are, uh-huh, man are God, uh-huh, people for don't die. Well, uh, how was the protest? Fine. Let me start by saying that this protest is belated, but it's a welcome development. Oh, you think that it's even belated? It's belated. As far as I'm concerned from the swearing in of the president, you know, the last time I was here during the election, I said, yeah. we must learn from past experience mm. where you give people unnecessary leave of absent to misbehave and misdirect and the rest of the... Nigerians must be awakened to the sincerity that uh, they have the duty mm. to demand for good governance in this country so that we don't become a failed state. Either we like it or not, some of us are patriotic, still argue in different climes that uh, we are a failing state, we have not totally failed. But the onus to arrest the failing process is on every Nigerian, including those in government and those out of government. And it is our duty not to just vote on the day of election, but to also hold government accountable by their own promises, by the benchmark they set for themselves, and to the level and the intent to which they constructively engage critical mind in the society to help shape decision and set agenda and make sure that the priority of the people becomes the priority of the government. It's a constitutional right. And nobody can take it away. And even protest is recognized by a Nigerian constitution. And that you are in protest does not mean that you cannot still negotiate. But we must look at the sincerity of the government. Why the protest? Okay. Well, uh, let's let me take you back to 2015. You were you were an active member, you know, in the Save Nigerian group at the time. You protested uh, during the time of former President Jonathan removal of oil subsidy. But here's the difference between Jonathan and Tinibu. Jonathan, before removing subsidy, uh, uh, Dr. Gozo Konjoewela, uh, Sanusi, and uh, the former Minister for Information, Labaran Maku, they transversed yeah. the length and breadth of this country, organizing town hall meetings. President Jonathan gave Nigerians, okay, this here's my plan. If I take off this thing, this is how I'm going to reinvest that money in. But Tinubu, you know, first day when he was sworn in, he said, subsidy gone. There was no plan, nothing at all. How does that uh, just contrast and give us your own analysis and your own uh, views? Why is it that, you know, at the time, despite the plan of uh, former President Jonathan, you protested? But this one, you know, no plan, and you're saying it's belated. I was to understand it. Get it clear. When you say plan, is it the plan for the people? Yes. They plan for those in government in glass houses. Shopee. I'm going somewhere. Yeah. When they transferred the whole region, some of us participated in it. Absolutely. But most of the demand of the people mm. did not meet the light of the day. Let me take you down the history lane. When IBB said he wants to set up a, a political a philosophy, let Nigerians discuss. 
Nigeria opted for socialism. He came out and said Nigeria was not right for socialism. Mm. A little to the right a and a little to, to the, the left. We know where it grounded us. And then we come to subsequent government. And you ask yourself critical question. How come this oil problem has been a problem that for 30 years, if we not add the military, we've not been able to fix? It's a deliberate agenda to, impo- to impoverish the Nigerian masses. So even when Jonathan was bringing the Shopi, the Shopi was not already on the ground. The aspiration of Nigerians have not changed. The aspiration of Nigeria till date has been that, look, let the refinery work. If it's working in other country, let our own work. And it is issue of corruption. I'm happy you mentioned some people that are involved. Apart from uh, Okunjiwela, every other person you have mentioned is involved. And what, how did we run the Shopi business? Finally, when it came as announcement, as a result of protest, just like what Tinubu is doing. Mm-hmm. See, uh, Leopard doesn't change their mark. They remain the same. <laughs> Tinubu did not address the country. He did not see the need to address the country. He did not see the need to even engage the presidential committee that was set up on this issue until the ultimatum was given. Is there sincerity? Can you call that an inclusive process? Then you come to it, still the same thing under PDP. That's why when people are separating PDP from APC and Labour Party, a fraction of them, you ask yourself to what intent and purpose do they represent different ideas? Most of them run the same tactics. What is the taxes? And now the price rings and force people to negotiate to the table. That has been always the thing. If you have sincerity, follow if in all sincerity. You are a government of the people. You engage the people. And what you are showing now is the program of the people. Believe you me, we won't be fighting on issue of fuel by now. By now, our refineries will be working. Be it Mondola or any other one, either turn around and the rest of it. Mm. The issue Nigerians must know is that it's tainted with corruption, mismanagement of resources, both human, minerals, and material resources. Yep. We have enough human resources to put in place their refinery. We have enough resources to also give us modular refinery. And beyond that, you ask your government, how is it that when they are destroying bunkers in the south side, they say it's illegal bunkery, and the big one, they are stealing our crude oil. In large country, they only blow their vessel. Look, in other countries, I've argued it even at the comfort, that instead of destroying those people, get those people, highlight their energy, Regulate them, empower them, build their capacity so that we don't need to go outside to bring any fuel. If we are refining fuel in Nigeria, we will not have any need to pay subsidy on fuel. We would rather carry that subsidy to another area. But let me state my position. I believe in subsidy, but I don't believe in mismanagement of subsidy. And there is no country in this world that does not subsidize one economic product or security product. Do comparative analysis. Is it the U.S.? Is it the France? They Today, why the EU is finding it difficult to fight uh, Russia or declare total war against? Is because of the gas yes. they are getting there. And in those countries, when the weather goes negative, cold, they subsidize. So people should stop telling us they, you must subsidize. Even All God right. Himself subsidizes life. <laughs> you, you, you. <laughs> You've spoken about you know fixing the three refineries. But major oil players in the industry will tell you that maintaining the refineries is a huge challenge, and that is why government is shying away from fixing those refineries. That if these things go bad, to import the items needed to fix those refineries in itself 
we would have said, oh, subsidy was still better. And that is why government is shying away from it. Is it, I really don't get, do we need experts to really explain to Nigerians, you know, the pros and cons of fixing our refineries or not? Or the government has to just go ahead with taking the decisions that they have taken and having Nigerians to back them? Because when you see people speak against fixing these refineries, you just begin to wonder if it's from another planet that Nigerians are thinking in parallel positions. Gilbert, I'll give you two examples. Obasanjo told us that, uh, is it a green? A green power station is useless, it's not workable, and they sold it out at the Greek flies to themselves. But Yaradua came and fixed the green power station at a lesser cost and it operates. That is one logic. You go to another logic. You see, the problem we're having in this country is that we have people that can fix those refineries. We don't need any expert. And let me tell you what we call as expatriate in this country, in most cases, are technicians in their own country. No country will give you your, their best egg. Look at even the road construction work. It's Nigeria that does it. They only stay as most great and the rest of it. What am I saying in essence? I was in Kaduna before, and I did some level of work within the refinery in Kaduna and the rest of it, engaging people, doing critical analysis, and also propounding solutions. Let me tell you, most of those quotations we see, humongous, is dollarized corruption. If you give our Nigerian people, they will fix it. I have friends that are working in multinational company. They are the ones that fix the problem in the field, in the oil field. It's not the white. So you now come back to what we are saying. If people in government are sincere, if a dangote can set up refinery within two years, this is 30 years of so-called unbroken democracy, which I totally disagree. Because any democracy that cannot secure life, that cannot give people three square meal and give people a hope, not this type of renewal that we already seen it crash landed, we go nowhere. Democracy is about people. It's about running an agenda that will help people to maximize their potential. And we ask ourselves in the past 30 years, what creative environment have government at different level given to the intent and purpose that we cannot fix one refinery? And then you come to the NNPC, you are saying, they are producing nothing. How much are we spending on recharge card alone? So it's a bunch of corruption. If this government wants to fix it like any other government that is sincere, believe me, it doesn't take any expert and it doesn't take a long time. And moreover, under Buhari regime, the Doshiba just not launch Mondula refinery. Yeah. Where is it? True. Where is the money that go into that area? These are critical issues that we should ask. What labor is asking for today is not labor. We must not allow government to blackmail us. It's a pan-Nigerian agenda. It's about in Nigeria. Well, how a father will be father indeed in the family circle. How a mother will be mother in the How our youth will have a better future. That is the critical question we are asking. And we have gone beyond campaign era. We have gone beyond speech making. We must have actionable plan that people can see that this is actionable and you must earn the trust of the people. You can't impose your will on the people. Look at the statement credited to the president. Aye, aye. Is that the language of a good governance? Are we, is it that we want to promote an autocrat in this country? Governance is about we. It's about open partnership. And what do we have in that context? When you talk about inclusion, we are talking about co-creation, co-cooperation, co-partnership, co-collaboration. And we've not seen this language from 1999 till then, and that's why we are failing. Even in African template, even the Niger that we are questioning what is happening. Don't they have refinery you, there? You, you just, you and just let me give you it. a practical one now before we go. Obasanjo removed Obaseki as the, 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 the NMPCD yeah, yeah. and yeah. took him to Guinea-Bissau 
to manage his refinery there. IBB took us to Liberia to fight war because of his refinery. So if they can build refinery in other people's country, why should Nigeria not demand for their own refinery? We must not continue to celebrate lies. It's right time that we wake up to the reality that we don't have another country other than Nigeria, and Nigeria must be put to work. Whatever it takes, we will give it. You just spoke about Niger. You know, we have these problems from insecurity, the economy, you know, now the black spots in this government's first three months has to be this protest. And yet, you have the same government convening ECOWAS leaders and asking, seeking for ways to solve a problem in nearby Nigeria when we have this... What, what role would you have expected for us to play? And would you have advised or recommended that the president attends to his home problems before even thinking, possibly even, you know, postponing some of these meetings and gatherings and saying, okay, this should hold outside of my country because I have so much to deal with on my table. If you, you, I mean, you listen to his speech, I concluded it was, I must get back to work you know, to make sure that our economy improves. As though it was a theater beautifully put there. But you have these things before he's present. And how would you have expected for him to handle it, side by side, the foreign issues that he's battling? Anybody that leave God out of his life, he is born to fail. There's a prosperity that the scripture says that the prosperity that destroyed the fool. And let's pray in this country that the prosperity of this country will not destroy us and some individual. The book of Matthew chapter 7 verses 3 and 4 says clearly that you cannot leave a, a, a beam of uh, timber in your own eyes and say you remove particle from another person's eyes. That's amplified version. What is happening currently in Nigeria and what our government is doing is that we have log of beam of log of timber in our own eyes. We have not removed it and we say we want to go and help Niger. How can you help Niger? What is the best thing the government will have done? Open line of constructive engagement. And that is what they have done in other places and they've seen results over time. Look at what happened. What is the main policy of ECOWA? If you read the provisions of ECOWA, it's meant to defend those in power. Unfortunately, that was where Gawan went. Oh, no, it's OAU that he went. The African yeah, OAU. 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 And they throw him out of balance. But if you look at the template of ECOWAS, it's meant to protect those in power. And that was why Nigerian government under IBB went to protest, to protect a press Samuel Doe that the people have already rejected in Liberia. And that's exactly what they've been doing around. Those people that you see as gladiators that converged in Nigeria last Sunday, people want to protect themselves. And the best security for democracy, I said it anywhere, is not bad governance, it's good governance. If you give people good governance, people on their own will rise up to defend any, anybody that wants to abide the But if you don't give people good governance, and you alienate people from governance, and you don't strengthen the structure of governance, you are, yesterday I deliberately went to listen to IBB. He said that they will have overthrown Shagari regime in 1982. But they realized that the ripple effect would be too much for them to manage. So they waited for the election because they knew the election would not be free and fair. And to their prediction, it came true. He said one, two things that hate uh, coup in every country is when there is no free, fair, and credible election and when people are frustrated. That's the logic. And the best Tinubu government will have done, take Nigeria's example, promote the welfare of Nigeria, then you can go to the world and launder your image. You cannot leave what is happening in Nigeria and run to another country 
already you see what uh, this country is already telling or is it Algeria is already telling us that look Niger is also part of the Arab League and if anybody going there by standard aggression they have no other duty but to support one advice I'll give to people in government but on the plateau and other states enough of playing with people's lives as collateral security for bargaining for power or appointment it doesn't work that is what failed the, I forgot his name, the guy that took over the, the governance in South Africa after Mandela. At, Bravo, the Bravo, Ibeki. Ibeki. At international level, it was a masterpiece, but at the home front, he lost it. So Nigerian government must realize that Nigeria must be the center of their foreign policy, must be the center of their program, and anything that will not benefit Nigeria, don't go and put your hand. Because if we do the mistake of going to war with uh, Niger, we underestimate it. The people backing them will come strong. No, but we have, we, uh, comrade, we have a gas pipeline that passed through Niger into uh, Algeria to Morocco, and then it goes, you know, uh, to Europe, and we supply gas 30 billion cubic uh, meters uh, to Europe. And if there's any aggression, you know, in Niger, especially this military junta, don't you think that will, you know, affect our, uh, our you know, really economic interests, for it, example? It, it, it doesn't. Why do I say so? Government coming, government going, and in, in uh, bilateral relations or multilateral relations, they are banding force. While you are doing this, they are banding force. It doesn't affect that area because those people are not taking on Nigerian government. I'm not supporting coup in whatever these guys. They are taking their own fate in their own hands. And who are these people that are coup marchant in, in Niger? They are the bodyguards of the president. Sure. They are the bodyguards of the president. And look at the German issue they have raised about fighting terrorism. And people have to give them order to release them while their own soldiers are dying. Is it different from what we are seeing in Nigeria? About their own economy, for easy, what do they call that natural resource? Uranium. The uranium. You bought it at ten thousand, and you sell it at seventy thousand in international market. Is it not the same thing? But if we have all these interests, the best thing to do, you negotiate. Even in the international palace, you negotiate first. It's when you negotiate and it fails. You don't just go for the armor. All right. And let me say this. I'm happy you said that we have gas up to Tunisia, up to yeah, Already, Algeria is saying that they will not keep quiet if there's an invasion. Same of with Mali. Same with uh, Mali yeah. and other Faso, military. Faso. Because they will see it as a collective war. It's not, can Nigeria fight battle at all from when we are still tackling with terrorism within but, our country? Let's not promote criminality at the home front. And at the end of the day, we can go to the international climb and they will listen to us. We still have, you know, our big brothers in the Commonwealth. Well, uh, <laughs> interesting conversation. Uh, we've been having a chat with uh, Comrade Steve Aluko. We're looking at uh, the uh, protest today, nationwide protest by the labor unions and trade unions in Nigeria. We can join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. 0821-287-7777 or you call 90 You can, Be Yeah, before you call, turn down the volume of your radio, please. You can drop your comments on Facebook at JFM Live and on Twitter. You can drop your tweet as well on JFM Joss. Don't forget, turn down the volume of your radio before you call. That is very important uh, for you to do. Let's take the first call. Uh, okay. Turn down the volume of your radio before you call. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Uh, good evening, Mr. Ponsak, your guest. Yeah. Um, 
It's unfortunate. Tell us your name. Tell us your name, sir. Okay. My name is Pam from Abatua. Pam, thank you for calling. Go ahead, sir. It's unfortunate that we are in this situation today. Virtually, everything is not working in this country. And I will blame uh, NLC for this. Our refineries have been down for so long. They have never called for strike regarding our refineries. Thank you. That's my take. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I love people who just go straight to the point to make uh, their comment. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Okay. Not working. Hello. Good evening. Okay. Hello. Yeah, hello. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Please uh, make your comment and join the... Uh, tell us your name yeah. and join the conversation, please. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from TT and T Junction. Well, listening. Thanks for calling, Sadiq. Yes, I will comment your guest. You have spoken very, very well. And actually, looking at the uh, protest today, it is a very, very good one. This shows that, that Nigerians can able to stand for their rights. But when we look at this protest and in the nationwide, I do not see that it's that too, uh, let's say, uh, uh, all the states have come out in terms of the protest. But when we look at the policy this government are bringing that lead to this protest, that's what the government is supposed to look at. But it is very, very unfortunate we do not have any future or any policy that this APC administration that they have on ground that will help Nigerians. There is nothing that they have said, uh, as you get upset. Because, for example, now, health is money, uh, education is money, uh, security is money now. Because most of the people in our community gather money to secure their, their community. So we don't know what is the responsibility of government. They should hold one responsibility for the people. But if not this point, uh, I don't see anything that uh, will reach the people. Let the government try to make the refinery work so that we can get fuel. There is nothing that will make the life very easy for Nigerians than this petrol. So we are going on the government, no matter which kind of policy they have on ground, it cannot favor or it cannot uh, give the people what they need. What the people need to buy fuel at the price no matter the government cannot able to pay for subsidy. They should uh, repair all the refineries in Nigeria so that they can do it. And they can able to do it. If they can do it, I don't know why government cannot able to do it. Thank you very much. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, your comments, Sadiq. Hello. Thank you very much. This good comrade, I don't have to much for Good evening. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I, I would I like to appreciate uh, your guest, uh, Comrade, Senior Comrade Steve Aluko. Uh, for those who want to understand, we'll be informed about Nigeria. Comrade Steve is giving it very, very free. Well, uh, you see, sometimes if I sit down and, and begin to think about this country, I don't actually know whether uh, do we have those who will challenge uh, uh, the, 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 the problem we have in this country. We have the National Assembly who are the, uh, the, the hope, uh, most especially who are representing every Nigerian. Every Nigerian has a representative. But unfortunately, the issue of uh, repairing the refinery sponsor, 
We have not asked from the National Assembly, both the upper chamber and the lower chamber. They kept mute. I don't know what is happening. They went there and they have denied their electorate. I don't know. Who then will speak for Nigeria? Who will speak for common man? But if you can see what is happening today, these people are just on, they are just there to, to satisfy themselves, voting which among them of money for themselves. And you see, look at this first subsidy remover. I don't actually know. It is only in Nigeria that the president come up and say, I remove first subsidy. Yeah, Nigeria is being operated as if there is a private organization. They no longer consult the National Assembly. Oh, you think that they have collaborated or connived with the executives? To remove and to deal with the economy of this country on their own, without Nigerian consent, I just pray that Nigerian masses are looking and working very well. We should take a precaution measure, a measure to caution our National Assembly and not speak for Nigerian masses that go out this country. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Hello. Good evening, Mr. Ponsa. Good evening, Steve Oluko. Yeah. I'm my brother, Mekus. Thank yeah, you. my name is Comrade Mazi Patrick Okoro Kraft. I'm calling from Ugrodi School here in Angrujo. Thank you for calling. See, I thank God for the my brother Steve Aluko and other uh, labor men and women and other Nigerians that participated. It's a weapon development. See, there are certain levels you reach in life. You say anything that happens, let it happen. Like what my brother said. Look, we have a lot of things in this country. We have all the resources. You ask yourself, why are things going to... I don't know why many people at the top, or Nigerians, thought 17% of so-called elites, or 80%, they derive joy when they see the masses suffering. You'll be stepping on their toes. You just carry five narrows, just matching them. I don't know why something like that. As the Holy Bible says, if you go to Ecclesiastes, it is time for everything. And the time for everything means that any human being as long as you are in a place, you try as much as possible, accommodate whatever you can accommodate. We are not telling to go airport in Nigeria. All the honorable members, take care of your constituents. It will help us to solve all this problem. Now tell me, all this wealth people are acquiring, are they going to use dollars to show cloth when they die? It's not possible. Like what is happening in Nigeria? Like what my brother, I was laughing when they said the chief of uh, defense staff in ECOWAS and Africa, you know, Uganda, and life. You know that in Niger, there are what they call militia from Russia. They're already there. Those who are already in uh, Mali, from Mali, Burkina Faso. As of yesterday, something could have happened in uh, Burkina Faso. But the, 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 the military quenched it. Now, in Niger, it's a very, very tense area. Look at what is happening in Sudan. Two factions, the two generals. What is happening there? They are not so, so they are not. Today, many said I, I wonder to something days that Sudan is boiling. But now, what is Africans? Oh, a white man come to a country, dry you, make use of that. The Russia cannot leave Niger because what they use in manufacturing all these missiles, all these drones, are from that place, and they have been accepted through the help of Chinese people. So there's no way uh, Russia. Even right now, as we are talking, there are militia from uh, Russia. They're already there. And I when I look at start laughing, the African equals start laughing, you go there. What are you going to do? In your own country, you are supposed to put make things work well. You are not doing it, you are going to well unless you are going to waste Nigerian security men there, the African African security military in that place. Because Russia only two missiles. Russia will sell from Mali. 
to that place. All of them are gone. There's no two ways about it. You don't go and try somebody that you know is higher than you. Russia, they sell ammunition. They are ready to go to any person. Now you ask yourself, why, why can't the U.S. invade Russia? Why can't the U.K. invade Russia? Why can't uh, Germany invade Russia? The, uh, the NATO, what are they need to do? The United States, what are they doing? They know that not uh, the, the, the Russia has a very high density of weapons that they will drop. The whole world will go. Good evening. We have to be very careful. Thank careful, you. careful. Thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you. But, uh, well, uh, Comrade Aloko, I, okay, maybe Gilbert Schul, but let me ask you. Most of Francophone uh, Africa, they have military juntas. Are you seeing a pattern? Mali has a military junta, Guinea, Burkina Faso, now Niger Republic. And all of them are strategically located in the Sahel. What's going on? Regrettable, regrettably, it's unfortunate we are having that picture. But if you also look at the language, the body language, the philosophy, the agenda, the identity of those people causing this ripple, it's anti-France. Many of them have come out to denounce France, changing the name of their country, changing the language of their country. It's a, it's a national revolt that people have to be very, very careful. Very, 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 very careful. In fact, it's a replica of the coup of Oka against IBB. Oka and co were part of the expected uh, new national guard that IBB wanted to use, and they turned the game against him. We have to be very, very careful. I'm not saying people should not engage at that level, but you must engage with a lot of caution so that you don't waste many of our security life. You don't also waste many of our border villages. So it's very, very important. Like what uh, uh, the last caller said, either you like it or not, there's a militia movement in these places. And some of the people you also uh, capitalize as a military are also part of the militia group. Okay. And that is what we are saying in Nigeria. We must not allow Nigeria to get to that point. And that's why we need to do the right thing. Just imagine Nigeria being exploded. A lot of countries will we, we, we just disappear because Nigerians will go to those countries and make good use of their intelligence. Let's not get to that point. You ask yourself a critical question. The France have their military base in, in Niger. The yeah. U.S. have their military Three base. military bases. How come they were not able to counter this coup? And when people begin to celebrate, uh, uh, like you said, some of our people in party division are celebrating the call from uh, the Secretary of State from U.S. or Vice President Andres. It's an attempt to send us on a suicide mission. Okay. That call is meant, Tinubu, we are supporting you go and fight in Niger. And you go to Niger, and at the end of the day, they will abandon us like they did in Liberia. Do you know that up to now we have not accounted for the life of the soldiers we lost in Liberia. And at the end of the day, we celebrated uh, Chastillo. He became a senator in Liberia, and we lost economically and the rest of it. All these people for Nitinubu have their economic interests, have their security interests. Nigeria must not be used as a slaughter ground for bloodshed. Okay. Well, Gilbert, take us through uh, social media, please. On Facebook, Ayodele Agbabiaka says, the people's voice will force the government to do what is right. Kucho. Muchis is saying, please, we expect the media to concentrate on this government and make sure they succeed. Lalong is gone. APC is no longer in power. Let us face the issues confronting Plateau. Albert Dagza says, I doubt very much if the NLC would really want the federal government to um, rescind its decision, but rather this protest will propel them to act fast to ensure that they put the interests of the people, especially as it affects the suffering 
masses. Na- Mafia Cyprian says, Tinubu will not hear them on this protest. As he said before, his election was held. In his words, he said, whether you like it or not, I am going to win this election and I am going to remove your subsidy. No matter how long you protest, the only language you will understand is strike. And let every institution of the government, including the airports, be closed. Anna Olasege says, the protest was a welcome idea. I just pray this will make the federal government to listen to the voices of the masses. Living in Nigeria now is very expensive. Only those that have will eat these days. May God intervene. Ola Elijah says, what is happening in Nigeria is mass, man's inhumanity to man. May God help us. Izang Asi says, good evening, Sunset. Please, I just want to ask this question. What is going on with Plateau State tertiary institutions that are still on strike? Is there any update, please? Nandom James says, this is all tales by moonlight. Government does not understand the language of protest. We should speak to them in the language they would understand, and that is strike. Temple Shinla says, the power of the people is sure greater than the people in power. We either rise up and fight for our lives, or we cower, okay, cower and stay down forevermore. Hapsin Manasseh says, I think the protest by NLC has sent a bad signal to the administration of Tinubu to international countries because he has failed woefully. I don't want the NLC to back down with the protest until their demand is made. It's met. Jang Dagwi John says, this hardship is beyond control. APC government likes doing the right thing at the wrong time. Moses Jeremiah says, I just pray that the protest will favor the poor. Amen. Omodan Matthew is saying APC government may not rescind its decision, but we have made our voices heard loud and clear that the poor is not breathing under the APC government. APC group Tinubu Buhari El Rufai all protested against Good Luck's PDP in 2012. Why is same APC harming the poor like Buhari did for eight wasted years? Falkuka Gowan says, um, we can succeed in any protest in Nigeria only if greed, sectionalism, tribalism are wiped away, so we focus on the right things. Said Ibrahim says, concerning the issue of NLC protest, I totally support it. Imagine this administration isn't rich, okay, hasn't reached six months, and look what happens in Nigeria. Indeed, what Chinua Achebe said has come practically in Nigeria. Comrade Dawes Longat says, the government belongs to the people, so the people have the power to make government to do the needful. Dominic Ifani says, the ongoing protest by the Nigeria Labour Congress has definitely put pressure on the federal government, but it's hard to say whether they will be successful in getting the government to change its decision. The government has made it clear that it is not planning to back down from its decision. Well, here's the breaking news. Uh, uh, former Governor Samuel Along is included in the new ministerial list uh, that uh, the Chief of Staff to President uh, Tinubu submitted earlier, uh, just a moment ago, to uh, the Senate. Simon Bakola Along uh, is there. Well, finally. 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 <laughs> well, we're happy. I mean, we're happy that he got it, you know, from Plato. We're happy. At least, you know, uh, the shame and embarrassment would have been too much if in the event he, he didn't make uh, uh, that list. He lobbied hard. Yeah. He lobbied so and hard. And I learned that uh, yeah. he even, you know, used his position as the former chairman of Northern Governors Forum to put some form of pressure, uh, you know, on the president, you know, to uh, make him minister. So we're happy. At you least. remember what Yakubu Dati said? Lalong is keeping faith. He's keeping faith and he has kept faith. 
Well, uh, Comrade Aloko, I mean, would you like to talk? Let, let me just mention the name. Uh, it's been reported by NTA News on their Twitter handle. President Tinubu transmits additional list of nominees to the Senate for screening and confirmation. President Bola Ahmed Tinubu has transmitted to the Senate the second list of 19 ministerial nominees to the Senate for screening and confirmation. Those listed are... Number one, Ahmad Tijani, Bosun Tijani, Dr. Mariam Shetty, Ishak Salako, Tunji Alausa, Tanko Sununu, Adegboiga Oyetola, Atiku Bagudu, Bello Matawale, Ibrahim Gaidam, Simon Bakola Long, Lola Adejo, Shwaibu Abubakar, Tahir Mamang, Ali Usabi, Alkali Ahmad, Heineken Lokobiri, Ubame Gari, and Zafania Zida Jisalo. Well, I mean, <laughs> Comrade Aluko, please uh, tell us, I mean, what do you think, you know, about this? Some familiar names, Ibrahim Gaidan, Belo Matawale, Atiku Bagudu, Adebo Igao Yetola, Tahir Mamang, Ali Usabi, Heineken Lokpobiri, I mean, familiar names. First and foremost, you say that uh, it's unfortunate that we have to wait this long. And the president have to be blackmailed to submit the first list and now the second list. And if you are to score him, he just submitted 47 lists out of 72 that is expected. Yeah. So will you call that a pass mark? So what is the intent and purpose? The intent and purpose of that provision of law is to the intent that government is formed latest 60 days after. It is expected you submit this list earlier on. The National Assembly work on it and we are able to form government and move on. Regrettably, we've not gotten it right at the federal level. And many state governments have also followed suit. And then on our friend, uh, Lalon named that came up. Well, it's, it, it's a welcome development, but we must also pick interest in which ministry. Because if it takes Tinubu this long to enlist Lalon, I hope you will not just give him a makeshift ministry. Let's, let's talk about the pattern that we've had in Plato. Dim Talent, uh, Science, was it Science and Tech or Women Affairs? Women Affairs. No, I'm talking okay, during Obasanjo. At first. Obasanjo. Um, it was Science and Tech. I can recall okay. the science and tech. And then uh, uh, Sango, uh, Minister for Youth and, and Sports. sports yeah. And then Dalung, Youth and Sports. And then you have uh, Talent, Talent Women again. Affairs. Mm. I mean, uh, these are not uh, juicy ministry, quote and unquote. Uh, I mean, w- what is your expectation? What are you preempting the portfolio of Governor, former Governor Lalong? To be sincere, I'm lost as to which uh, portfolio Tinubu. Some people are saying that uh, justice. Uh, well, I'm not sure it will go that it will go that way, because for many obvious reasons he won't want it. Because Tinubu is the type that wants to put his own main boys where it suits him. And the APC and, has said Lagos boys have choked Tinubu, and he's not going to play with that Ministry of Justice. So he's going to put somebody there. So, Fagbemi, in fact, if you look at the two lists already, Fagbemi already made it okay. in terms of performance, in terms of antecedent, in terms of advocacy. But going beyond this, people on the plateau on North Central must begin to pick interest in not just their nominee, the office that is given to their nominee, and how they function in that offices, because it is their quota. So it, it represents their aspiration and their demand, and they must put those people on their toe to make sure they perform credibly well so that at the end of the day, uh, the people on the plateau yeah. are not uh, collateral bargaining thank you. for cheap office. Thank you, thank you. Congratulations, former Governor Simon Bakola, long ministerial designate. Uh, Gilbert, your final word. 
because something interesting has happened there, and you know, we saw these guys adopt their final address. The courts have said there's nothing like final addresses, so it was addressed, and um, they have reserved judgment any moment from now. And like we were speaking with you earlier in the day, the economic intelligence unit has projected that the president will retain his seat. Yeah. I, I mean, I just let's see. Let's you know, see. there's a song in Sunday school we used to sing, Sunana, Sunana, <laughs> you know. So he, the name of Simon Bakola has entered the list of Tinubu uh, because that's what he wants. My name is Monsak Farafdu. Have a good evening. The news will come your way top of the hour. Six o'clock. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. 